Footy Prime the Podcast is brought to you by Tony Bet, official sponsor of the CPL and presenting sponsor of Canada's unofficial voice of footy. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your Cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Oi. The boys on Footy Prime on occasion are known to use vulgarities and frankly appalling language. And sometimes tales are quite adult in nature. So keep the volume down if there are kiddies around. And thank you for listening. Oh, let's go! Booty, booty, it's time to get this party started. Booty, booty, it's time to get this party started. You know that we are the number one show. So grab your fucking mitts and now we you're listening to FP interviews in-depth conversations with interesting people footy prime your almost daily footy fix Footy Prime the Podcast, Sharman here with Craig Forrest and Jimmy Brennan. Um, big week for Canadian football. We've got the CPL final coming up this weekend, Atletico Ottawa against Forge. For a change, Forge, getting kind of boring, isn't it? Well, we'll talk to Bobby Smirniotis about that in a little bit. But to start with today, our guest is first time on the show, by the way, Carlos Gonzalez, head coach of Atletico Ottawa. Carlos, welcome to Footy Prime. Hello, everyone. Nice to be here. Congratulations, okay, so this, by the way, on a fantastic yeah. season so far. Yeah, brilliant. Thanks. Still the most important thing to play. Absolutely. Well, listen, let's talk about the story. It's a fantastic story for, for Ottawa. What a turnaround from worst to first. Um, when you first arrived in February, I guess it was, what were your initial thoughts about the, the squad that you had? Were you optimistic that this could happen? Well, uh, it's true that before February, a lot of work was done. You know, we, we analyzed a lot what type of squad we were going to find in, in February because we knew that we only had like five, five six weeks to prepare the team for, for the season. So we had to, to grab information as soon as possible and, and, and to don't start by zero. You know, we, we wanted to start with, with a correct idea of, of what to do and how were the players. Um, the most important things were there, you know. Uh, there was talent, and with talent, then you you can start to create. 
So it's true that I saw a team with 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 talent, but it was also a, like a, a raw team in that moment because it was like 16 new players, uh, six only players of, of last season. So uh, it was about uh, working hard and, and putting hours to it and having a clear idea and, and start to build uh, not only uh, solid things in the field, also solid things uh, out of the field because I think that everything starts with, with the mindset, with the mentality and with the way of thinking of, of everyone. So it was about this. Now, Carlos, coming in, how much do you, were you aware of the CPL and the standard that you were trying to get to? So in preseason, when you're looking at players and the standard of the league that you're in, uh, did you have any awareness of that? Did you watch a lot of games prior to that? I know you've, you've been well-traveled, and as a young guy, you've had experience just, just mm -hmm. all around the world, including Kuwait. So um, how much did you know getting involved with the club beforehand and the league? Well, it's, it's true that we, as I said, we, we did a big, big uh, work in, in analyzing not only the players, also the, the, well, the league that we were going to go in, the country, the culture, uh, the type of, of playing of, of the teams. Uh, also, we had some, a lot of input from people from the, from the club, from, from Atletico, that, that, that they were uh, telling what were the, the previous problems and, and what were their thoughts, their thoughts about uh, how to improve. Uh, but the reality is that uh, although I, I watched several and a lot of, of, of games, I didn't have a real reference of, of how to see what was the level. That's why when we started in the preseason, uh, I, I want to have always like fluid communication with the players. So, so I, I spoke a lot in, in those days, in those five weeks in Madrid, in which we were 24-7 working. I spoke with, with a lot of the players that had more experience in the league so that they could tell me a little bit more of their thoughts of what was going on on the league, what type of, of, of players, of, of tactical things could, could work. Although I, I, I knew it already, but, but to have a lot of input from, from the inside, you know, not only from the outside. And mm -hmm. that's, that's the main reason of why, uh, from the beginning, I couldn't say that we were going to reach to this point. Because although I felt that we had a, a, a good level and good material, I, I didn't know how to, or, or how to compare it with you know it was it was quite yeah. quite difficult to 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 do my mental approach of, of what was the real level of the team or where could we get into the season. Do you know when I when I was watching, especially in the off season and closer to the beginning, the players that you're bringing in as well. When you brought in Nate Ingham, you brought in Maxim Tussaud, you brought in Ollie Bassett, Tablo, uh, Kevin Allman. You really did bring in some very good players throughout this league and also a little bit older with some experience as well. How difficult yeah. was it for you trying to bring all them together, buy into the way that you wanted to play, uh, to play and just create that good atmosphere with inside that dressing room? Because we know it's always difficult when you bring new players in and trying to get everybody on the same page. But how, how did you yeah. find it? Well, I think this is one of the keys, you know, of, of the success of the season is that we are, we have a, a great balance in the in the squad of of uh, young energy talents and and experienced players that that already have have had a, a career in North America. So uh, it was a good thing, and um, it's 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 not about me selling the idea of of how do I want it to play. It was more more about uh, how I could adapt with the type of players that we had in the squad. I think that all the season has been this, an adaptation from, from the staff to, to, to take out the best thing of the team, you know, analyzing what were our strengths and our weakness and adapting the, our game model a little bit to, 
to to the qualities that we had and and so we could perform fast and we could grab results as soon as possible i think that that atletico madrid when they called me to come here the one of the targets was to to grab results as soon as possible because we we had to change the the dynamic of, of the team yeah and when you watched your team play as well you, you could see that you're very defensively disciplined very organized uh, and you waited for those right moments to get forward as well and it, teams found it very hard to, to break you down so you could see your identity as well i thought it was mm-hmm. very very good thank you yeah yeah sure last season you know the uh, the team had many problems in defense. The team conceded too much situations of goals, too much goals, uh, last minutes uh, with with mistakes of of not competing very well in in critical moments. So I, I knew all that. So we we had to to do a, a like a good base on on which we could start to build. Uh, and uh, the base was the the commitment, the the attitude, you know, a mental part. And and the base was the the solidness uh, and the commitment of, of the team in the in the field. It's one starting from from that point in which uh, we were going to grab results with 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 this base. Uh, we've tried to work a little bit more in the in the pillars of the house so that we could build it high and, and a little bit more uh, well nicer. So for the for the people outside, so yeah. uh, it, it has been about about all this. You know, we've worked throughout the season about what you say also about how. How these outside players uh, getting in, into a new club and, and and there's a good chemistry between the players. I think that you know that you have experienced that. Once the results start to 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 come, it's much easier to create this chemi- mm-hmm. chemistry between us. You know, mm-hmm. uh, this is like a boat that la- that has like two flags. It's the results of, of the of the, or the way of playing. You can only move with one of the flags that is up. And, and in that moment, we, we were trying to move with the results and then the, the, well, the other type of, of playing uh, with, a, with a different type of model will go little by little. Yeah, I need to ask you one more question. If you don't. Um, you've, you've got a, a fantastic defender in Drew Becky, who's been, been very, very good for you this season, true leader, um, had a terrible head injury. How is he looking for that final? Yeah, as you say, he's a true leader. He's a, a great player and a great man. Uh, I think that the Drew is doing always a, a brilliant job uh, inside and outside the field for 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 the club, and he's evolving really really well. But today he had his eyes started to, to be a little bit more open. So this uh, good good, <laughs> good good news good good news because he started to see the ball and, and that's very important. To yeah. <laughs> you need both eyes to see it, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Carlos, I got to ask you, I mean, you, you worked at all levels, uh, youth levels at, with Atletico Madrid. You came through sports science uh, uh, as, a, as a young man and got into coaching and really obviously love it. Um, how have you seen, how do you rate the development and where Canadian players are compared to Spanish players at a younger age? And, you know, where, where could we improve in, uh, in Canada in youth development? Well, you know, I I was greatly surprised of of the level that I found it here. I think that the the important the most important thing is 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 already here. That is the talent and the capacity of the players, physically, uh, technically. It's true that tactically, the I've seen that throughout the season, the the teams has had evolved a lot tactically. Uh, the games that I saw last season were with a little bit less of control, tactical control, and now I've seen that every single team plays 
uh, with great tactical concepts. And uh, I think that the, the main thing to 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 develop uh, in this in this area is like the basics again, uh, the grassroots uh, created structures from the from the beginning, in which you start to to create like context and scenarios for young players that are similar to what they are going to find in in the professional life. You know, I think that at the moment it's my feeling. You know, maybe maybe I'm wrong, but I feel that at the moment there is a, like a big gap between the university. Uh, context, professionalism context, and the and the and the pro- real professional context of this sport. So I think that there should be a, like a, a step in between or several steps in between, so that so that everything is near and and so that the players once they are like twenty years old, twenty one, uh, they are more prepared than than now because now I feel that they are like a little bit. Uh, Rare, uh, rare, yeah. They, they still have to cook too much. They, we, we we have to do a lot of, of work with with them. That's why also one of the issues of the season of the under twenty one minutes, uh, we've been doing it little by little, working on them, having double sessions, and and, and trying to to build the players physically and, and tactically to the to the to the level that we were demanding. Uh, Carlos, quickly, um, obviously you're up for Coach of the Year. Congratulations on that. Um, two of your players are Oli Bassett and Balu Tabla up for Player of the Year. Um, who should get it? <laughs> <laughs> That's a terrible question. <laughs> what kind of question is that? Yeah, I think, <laughs> I think we're, we could split it, you know? We could split it in the middle. You know, yeah. both, both of both of them deserve it, yeah. You know, both of them. Uh, Nate Ingham also is nominated. He's, he's done a great season. I think that that the whole team has has performed in a in a brilliant brilliant level. But it's true that that uh, the performance of Oli has been very very consistent throughout yeah. the season. And I think this is this is critical to to be a, a top top player or to be a great player. A great player appears sometimes, and a top top player appears always. And and I think that Oli Oli Bassett has been very consistent throughout the season. He has given us uh, well results, uh, performing attacking defense. He's found his his space in the in the team in attacking defense, and I've seen him growing and being comfortable. And Balu also, the I think that the development of Balu has been exponential. You know, uh, he started being one type of player and he's finished it, uh, being another type of player, the, the player that everybody hoped that he, he was going to be. So it has been also about about this, what I said about about uh, trying to adapt the system, try to create the, the, the scenario and the context in which the players can, can be more comfortable and can give more to the team. And I think this also has been an evolution uh, on us, on finding the space for, for Balu so that he could develop his, his talent a little bit more. Yeah. Well, that was a great answer. It was the right answer and the only answer. You can split the award <laughs> for those, those players. Uh, Carlos, thank you so much. Good luck this weekend. Um, it's, it's a great thank story, you. Atletico. It really is. We, we could talk to you a lot longer. I know you're very, very busy, but uh, good luck mm-hmm. and, and congratulations on the season. Thank you, everyone. Let's see if we can put the, the final stamp into the season. Good luck, Carlos. Thank you. Goodbye. Yeah, good luck, buddy. That is Carlos Gonzalez, uh, head coach of Atletico Ottawa. Um, let me ask you this, boys. Given what's happened with Ottawa this year and given that they're playing this dynasty in the Forge, who's in the fourth final, they've won it twice. Are they feeling any pressure, Jimmy, do you think, Atletico, reaching their first final against this this dynasty? Uh, 
yeah, of course they're going to feel pressure. You know, once you get to that final, it's it's all about winning. And there's, these players want to win. You know, you, you work all season to get where they are right now. And really, so they deserve it. You know, from a team that went from rock bottom last year to, to get into a final. Um, you know, they, they're going to be motivated. And, and for sure, they'll, they'll feel the pressure because there's going to be a big crowd as well that's going to be there. Uh, you know, they had a, f- a fantastic support in, in the semifinal. Um, so that, that pressure will be there, but I'm sure every single player will embrace it. For sure they will. Well, let's head now to their opponents. Um, we, it seems like we've done this before, before a big game. Uh, welcomed our next guest on, Bobby Smuniotis, Forge head coach. Bobby, welcome back. Uh, you're kind of getting bored of this, right? You must be getting bored of it. Just another big game, <laughs> the big final. What, what's, what's going on? Bobby, just let another team get in there, will you, man? <laughs> right? Oh, I was about just to one say, year. we've got a few guys who have played in some big games here, and they know it. You never get bored of these things. <laughs> you know, we, we were just talking there That's about – your opponents, um, Ottawa, and a team that's in the final for the first time. They're coming off that that poor season last year. They've had this great rebound. It's been just a fantastic story. Um, they're going to feel pressure, obviously, the big game. But the emphasis is on you guys. You guys are going to be under pressure. Is, is that something your, your, your team just, like, thrive under? Yeah, I think so. You know, it's, it's one of those things that you, you learn to deal with and become better with over time. And I think uh, that's what the, we've been able to do here, you know, throughout our, our journey in, the, in this league and this being our fourth final through CONCACAF League game. So I think I've made us uh, stronger mentally uh, to prepare for, for matches like these in the Canadian Championship matches. So we have a lot of guys in the locker room who have been through this. And the most important thing is, you know, the week uh, running up to this game is just enjoy the process. Enjoy what's in front of you. Um, because... Yeah, I'm going to say something that's crazy. You don't get to do this every year. We're doing it for the fourth year in a row. But uh, you never know as an athlete when you get a chance to uh, to compete. So it's important to soak it all in, um, to really reflect on how good the season is. And, you know, it's 90 minutes of mm-hmm. football coming up ahead. You know, you talked about uh, the process, Bobby, and uh, let's this, this talk about the semifinal because I thought it was just, I mean, it was chaos, organized chaos, disorganized chaos, but the football game itself was just riveting. I, we couldn't keep, we were just talking about it with the guys, like you could not keep your eyes off it. It was theater, some refereeing, bad decisions. Okay, we'll go along with that. But overall, it was just, you couldn't keep your eyes off it. It was, it was fantastic. And I thought it was great for the, for the sport. It was great for the Canadian Premier League. Um, and unfortunate, obviously, for Cavalry in the end. Yeah, no, I think you, you're quite right there. You know, sometimes, a lot of times, we'll, we'll focus on those little things that have happened in the game. But uh, when we actually talk about the football, I think, uh, you know, it was excellent. Okay, two teams were doing it a little bit different on the field. Um, but I think it made for a very good game. Um, yeah. You know, on the ball, I thought, to be honest, I thought we were very good. Our first half was, uh, was excellent. Uh, you know, we haven't been our, our best over the last month uh, in a consistent way. Uh, but I think we've done that in these last two games. And that first half was absolutely excellent. And then the other thing is, it's uh, you know, in these games, you really have to be ready for something that's going to change a game. Uh, so there you are in the 42nd minute, you're down to 10. Um, you come up with a plan uh, to get you into halftime. And then before you get into halftime, there you go. You're going to try and figure out uh, something else to do because we're now playing, as Jimmy knows, at Tim Hortons Field, who's just quite big with two less players. Yeah. But you know what? I think you're 100% right, Bobby. I've been there a few times and got my ass handed to me. But we, <laughs> I think, you know what, Bobby, when I, when I was watching, number one for me, Kyle Becker should have never been, been sent off for that. You could see, you know, as he's turned, he's pulled his leg back because he knew there was a man there, shouldn't have got sent off. 
And then same again, you can say with, with Norman shouldn't have been sent off as well. I think the ref, you know, the occasion probably got the, the better of him. But saying that, Bobby, I think once you went down to 10 men each, I think that did you more of a favor as well for the style of play that you that you like to play as well. It opened up more space for your players and, and created a lot more opportunities. And I thought one player that really thrived was Schwenier. I thought he was absolutely brilliant. He just found so much space and it was just constantly taking on players and trying to make something happen. Yeah, he's an excellent uh, player when it comes to the big occasions. And that was one of the things, you know, in the first half, I thought he was very good. And there they had to be very intricate with their combination play with Rezart Rama and Abu Sissoko. And then we just made a, you know, a decision in the second half with more space on the field to kind of lower our team a little bit. Um, knowing that Cavalry a lot of times, you know, is not going to be the best in, in building and leave the ball in, in one of their center backs. Uh, and that eventually will create a little bit more space for Borges and Schwanier. And okay, it worked out. Absolutely. Uh, losing Kyle for the final, obviously. I mean, that's, that's, I think we're all gutted for the guy, you know, after how it happened. But I mean, listen, I haven't never played football at any kind of level at all. What, what role can he play in the next few days leading up to the final? Obviously, he's easy. Are you going to appeal it, first of all? Yeah, that's uh, something that we're looking at. You know, you always look at the, what's there. Uh, because, like Jimmy said, I think there wasn't any intent in it. Uh, of course, uh, there's a card, but I don't, you know, he hasn't seen the player. So you got to go through video and different things, and uh, and our group is uh, is looking at that, you know. But uh, getting back to your question, uh, James, I think, you know, he's excellent. You you see him after the match, and he hasn't thought, uh, you know, twice about his red card, but just the the emotion of of this team making the final, uh, and that's the most important thing for him, and that's the great thing he does as a leader. You know, a lot of times, you know, he puts himself uh, second. You know, he wants to be out there, he wants to compete. But the one thing he is, is the biggest fan of a lot of players in this dressing room. So he knows the next man's re- ready to step up into, into the role that's going to be asked of him, uh, them on, on Sunday. And we know we've got a deep roster and we've got a deep roster for situations like this. You know, and, and it will go back to that call a little bit. I, I will give the referee a little bit of a, a leeway on it that initially it, you know, without VAR seeing it, I can see why he did it. But also at the same time, it's an important game as well. And I think that uh, knowing the nature of it, the physicality of it, I don't think there was any intent there. But it's uh, it's disappointing for Drew, obviously, if he does miss the final. I mean, you know, it's just, you know, for a player that for any player. You know, you battle and you, you sadly miss finals. We've had long discussions with Danny Dicchio about missing the final because he got booked in the semifinal of missing the FA Cup, FA, actually FA Cup final in the UK. So it's a it's a it's sad for him. So I, I hope that um, if you do appeal that it uh, it gets overturned and he can play the final because you want to see the best players play as well. Yeah. Hey, Bobby, let me ask you this. You know, go back four or five years now when this league was first born. How have you changed as a coach? Yeah, uh, how have I changed? Uh, I, I see a lot of my thoughts uh, have come to fruition on the field. Uh, I've seen things that I thought about the game that maybe you, you needed to change a little bit. Um, but I think uh, the biggest thing is uh, I went from being a, a pure developer of players uh, to trying to find the balance between both. And always my objective uh, was to win games. Before I took this job at Forge, I never had to win a game in my life. You know, that wasn't my objective uh, in any way. And working in League One Ontario and so on, of course, you want to win things. But the most important thing uh, for me was every year seeing players moving off to the next level. Um, that was our wins. That was our trophies. And then you, you had to find the right balance uh, because we knew we had everything um, available to us here in Hamilton. 
as Forge as an organization uh, with the backing of our ownership, the stadium here and everything to really create something that was uh, that was very good. Um, so you had to find the right balance of, of that competitive spirit. Uh, the fact that we needed to build a culture that that gets us to winning trophies, but that we're also still developing players in that process. Um, that you're not sacrificing one wholeheartedly for the other and trying to find that balance. And I think that's the biggest thing that uh, that we've been able to find. And then after that, it's just challenging myself outside of uh, the comfort zones. You know, if we've had uh, 18 games in CONCACAF competition, including playing in Champions League against Cruz Azul. And mm-hmm. uh, the one thing I've learned is, uh, and in working with this team, it's uh, if you believe in a way of playing, stick with it. Stick with it long term. It's not easy for for coaches to be in a position for four years, and I'm blessed to be able to do that. And I think uh, you know that's the biggest thing. And I just try and grow every year off of the challenges that we're given. One of the things we have to remember as well that all every every year of this CPL um, existence has been different, like quite different. Opening season, the island games, you know, then you know, pandemic. Uh, trying to balance all that champions league playing away home. It was quite incredible. So you've managed to, to do that incredibly well. I mean, a lot of people, yeah, you've got a good side there, of course, but to do that four years in a row and make the final, that's really, really impressive under different circumstances every year. And I know Jimmy, uh, uh, thinks very highly of you, Bobby as well. And what you've done there and uh, the rest of your staff too, and has been excellent. I can see they just have the same passion as you do for it. And that's uh, great for Canadian soccer. Yeah, no, like you said, every four years has been different. And Jimmy, you were doing this uh, right alongside uh, of me. And uh, there was a different challenge every year. You know, we're we're getting ready to play now in a final on Sunday. And we're talking about our, our week plan. And we've gone back and looked at last year. And last year on the Wednesday, we're in Honduras playing a, against Motagua in the semifinals of uh, CONCACAF League. We're right. coming back and preparing to play a final <laughs> in the game. So, you know, I've, uh, we've seen everything in these uh, in these four years. Every, every situation. And I think the most important thing is, uh, as a coach is also being flexible. You know, I'm, I'm very uh, uh, strict in certain things when it comes to the field, but I think my flexibility in working as a, as a youth coach and in development all these years where you're always throwing a curveball has maybe helped me a little bit to, in this phase of my career. Yeah. Well, Sunday is the big game, Bobby. Uh, I know you're out of time, but, but thanks so much once again for this. Uh, I think it's fair to say you guys are a dynasty at this point. Um, Craig mentioned that I think in the last show. Uh, no pressure, of course, when we say that, but uh, <laughs> it should be a great match and, and a great story with Ottawa being there, of course. And good luck and congratulations. What's, what's been a great season so far? Thank you very much, guys. Keep up this uh, this great work. We need it. Canadian soccer's on the rise. We're going to big places, so all of us need to be pushing forward in the same direction. Cheers, Bobby. All the best. Thanks, Bobby. Bobby. I think all the uh, all all the best coaches are bald too. I don't know what that is, but I thought I'd shave <laughs> yeah. my head because there we go. Oh, I know. I, you just need the beard. Think about this. Craig, you need the beard. I got. I need the beard, but it gets too itchy. I don't know what's in your beard. There's all sorts of critters in there, isn't there? <laughs> <laughs> He's got his lunch in his beard. <laughs> Bobby, thanks, mate. Cheers. All right, guys. Cheers, cheers. Bobby. Thank you. That's Bobby Smirniotis uh, getting set for the CPL final there. Yeah, Jimmy, maybe you should shave your head. I'll get you a job. No. No, I'm not doing it. Not no doing chance. It no. You should. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> he's, he's adamant about it. It's all I got right now is the hair. Now, you know, it should be a great final, though. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Um, Jimmy, do you still get the, uh, you know, this time last year, you just, you know, fall in the semifinals. Do you still get the juices flowing? They hear these big games. Like, I want to be part of that still. Yes, of course you do. You want to be a part of it. Even last year when we took uh, 
to York into the into the the playoffs. You know, it's it's exciting time. You know, the whole week, the build up. You know, you could see where the players just you know the intensity and training lifts and. Uh, because you know what's at stake and you're you're a couple of games away from getting to a final and winning a championship. So you can imagine what these these players are going to be like this week. Um, you know, the Forge players, they've got the experience now. They've been there, you know, a number of times. But mm. these, these Ottawa players, there's a, you know, a few guys that have been in the playoffs before, but the majority of that team hasn't been. So uh, you can see, you can imagine just how excited those Ottawa players would be right now and, and that whole buildup for the week. Uh, Ottawa's really falling in love with this team, aren't they? I mean, they're oh, really they buzzing about it. They're a great crowd with eight and a half thousand for the for the semifinal yeah. game. Great atmosphere, great atmosphere, and uh, at the Forge game as well against Calvary, fantastic, really good. So yeah. hopefully it'll be uh, it'll match the final will match the semis that we saw. I, th- I think it'd be brilliant. I mean, look, it's an Ontario final. I'm sure there's going to be a, a lot of Hamilton fans that are going to be coming up to this match. Right, making a weekend of it, and then obviously everybody wants to be a part of success. So Ottawa getting to the final, there's going to be a, an awful lot of new faces probably in that in that stadium that are going to end up being Atletico Ottawa fans after this. Yeah, good point. Good point. Yeah, it's a build history, isn't it? An identity for a club it is through success. It's really as simple as that. Early success, and then let's hope they do it. And let's hope that Carl Becker does get his suspension overturned. I, I don't think it will. Do you guys? I mean, listen, the rules are the rules. You can see within the rules why it was a, a red card, but as harsh as it was. Yeah, you, you think, you know, with the, with the situation, like it wasn't, there was no malice. Like he didn't try to do it. It wasn't like he went in straight legs, studs up. You know, he was more or less turned and tried to pull his leg back because he was just trying to bring it in out of the air. And, you know, mm. maybe it's something where the league will look at it and talk with the CSA. And say, oh, we just lost Jimmy. He's just being muted. He muted himself, but he didn't realize it. Yeah. He's got to figure out how to unmute himself. That's the best part of this. <laughs> he did final, mute by the himself. Way, um, he can you can't himself. figure it out? <laughs> final six. Like, yeah, he's like, oh, he, sorry, he's like you and the Razor. Go. Like you no, and the Razor going, this going back to what I was saying, you want to see Kyle Becker playing. I mean, you know, I, I asked about Drew Becky as well because he had a, a, a really bad head injury. Um and you want to yeah. hopefully he's ready and he's back in that play because you do when it comes to a final you want the best players on the park playing. Hundred percent. Six p.m. Sunday night. You can find that one on One Soccer and through FuboTV.com/slash Footy Prime. Uh, Wong has joined us, and so is JC. Wong is not feeling very well. I'm, I'm deeply concerned about him. He looks like crap. He looks like Rudy Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer. Look at how red his nose is. It yeah. is. Yeah, things Can happen. You blow your you a really good night? night or a bad night? I went nine days. I went five nights of drinking in nine days, well, which is just it. too much for Dan Wong at this age. <laughs> so then I drove home. You're no spring chicken. I know spring chicken. I, I drove home and my cold started in the car. You know when you get the little ear pop? Mm. So I took a I took a COVID test this morning, negative. So really what I got was the JC special from last week. I need his like self-entitled, self-pitying opening. That's what I need for tomorrow night. For the man cold. The man cold, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I bet you walk around with your slippers on and house cold, oh, yeah. tissues all over the place. But you know when you know you're sick is when you, you get in the shower and it gives you the shivers and it's like mm, boiling hot hurts. water. Yeah. And, and I was like, Ugh. Oh, I now, think, I, I just... 
I think I got the black lung pop. Yeah. <laughs> the black need some ginger ale? <laughs> Bring me well, some. Listen, please uh, comment and, and, and tweet Wonga here and hashtag pray for Wonga. I think that's what we got to do here because he looks <laughs> in a bad, bad way. Um, secondly, before we, we say farewell, uh, Craig, Craig's got a new do and it looks fucking amazing. Craig, you've done the shave finally after all this time. What do you mean finally? It was well, an it, accident. It? <laughs> okay, explain how you accidentally shaved your head. Well, I put it on a level six on the buzzer. Well, there's so your I, first there's your first mistake. Level six. That's like that's long, isn't it? That's for guys like us with hair. It wasn't that long. No, it's not. Come on. Yeah. It's zero like zero. It's tiny. Yeah. Anyway, there's just a little bit of hair there, right? So anyway, uh, I do that. I have a shower. I get out, and I'm like, oh, there's a couple little uh, strands there. One of my <laughs> one of my couple that I have that I don't want to lose, but it was a little long. So I, I thought, grab the buzzer, and I thought I'll just run that through really quickly, and it was on freaking number one, so... Uh. It, yeah. <laughs> can we Can we share that picture that you sent us? Ah, uh, sure. Why not? Yes. I, I love who was that um, out of me. English <laughs> TV show back in the nineties, Nesbit, and he had like the two strands of hair. Yes, that's oh, what I look like now. What was his name? Shit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Try and find it. Did it. Which is on the scores, doors, doors. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which score? <laughs> now you know what we mentioned for a while that we think you would suit a shaved head, and it suits you. It's good. Really, no, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. Congratulations! You said I look like the NBA commissioner once, and then you said I look like Nesbit. He's right, Charms. He's right. Right? And you wonder why Jimmy doesn't want to shave his head? Maybe I think they're both handsome men. You know that? A thing for bald-headed men. Maybe. Anyway, um, anything you want to get to, boys, Mm. before we say farewell today? Uh, Tomorrow, Wednesday, we get the razor blades. <laughs> Unai Emery will get to tomorrow's show, I think. B's back on because B he sent a funny tweet actually. He said he's he woke up with a smile on his face and he's been speaking in his Unai Emery voice all day and it's been pissing his wife off. And he's got a really great Unai Emery impersonation, which I'm sure we'll hear tomorrow. But uh Villa go big with Unai Emery and we'll get into that on Wednesday's show. Um Ooh. Among other things, Champions League Day, of course, today, Match Day 5 commences. And we'll get into that as well. So, uh, yeah, thank you, everyone. Hope you enjoyed that. As mentioned, the games are on one soccer and on Fubo TV. Um, big Sunday for Canadian football. Make sure you support it, everyone. Should be a great, great match. All right, until Wednesday. Cheers for listening. Follow us on Twitter at footy underscore prime and on Instagram at footy prime IG.